What's up, everybody? Welcome back to my podcast, Sammy's Place. I am Sam A. So last week I talked about my first performance with my my friends and shit, and how it was this competition. It's it's a scam, pretty much. Okay, we didn't get to that part yet. We just kind of went through the first round, which was a, a good experience. It was fun, you know, a little a few challenges here and there, whatever. But um, we got through it. It was fun. So uh, now it's the morning after our first show joe shama and i are sitting out on the front steps we're just you know talking about the night the anxiety the excitement all the fun we had we all stepped outside of our comfort zone that night and we 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 loved every second of it we started talking about the finals like what we should do we knew we had a lot of work to do we had until august 30th to get ready and it's now at the end of may uh, so given that I had some time till then, I spent a few weeks for myself, just you know, living, not worrying about the set, taking in the summer, seeing everyone I can. Uh, I just, I, I just really enjoyed the summer. I still had no mixtape at this time. My my my, ride his face, boss at his bitch, and good old Mary. They were all doing good. I released one I'm high and a few other tracks prior to that, so I felt like you know a few more songs, and I got myself a mixtape right there. That's when I released my mixtape classic. Not what I intended for my first mixtape, but I, at this point, I just need to put something out. It was long overdue. So I began working on new material with everything happening. Like, I, I, it just inspired me. I partied, I had fun, I really took in the moment. The days life offered me, I remember an interview uh, of either, I think it was Tim or Missy Elliott, talking about Missy Elliott's So Addictive album, how they were in a different environment making that album. And it helped set the tone for that project. I tried that being outside stepping outside of my normal my creative zone and shit like that right so when i listen back to what we made that summer you can really hear like the the, the summery vibes um i made a lot of music that summer a lot of it reflected the freedom i felt i was trapped in my mind for like you know so long and i was finally free of it for a while uh that's when i made so alive and and and, and, and changed me songs about just enjoying the moment and and never wanting it to end we got back to work for the finals. I wasn't sure how to switch it up this time around. I just knew I wanted to keep the same people involved. I made so many versions of the set. Every day, Nakai came over to learn something and the mix was changed. It got a bit much, I just, I, I couldn't make up my mind. Cassie ended up moving to Montreal with her then boyfriend right after the show. I asked her if she still wanted to dance back up for the finals and if not, no worries, you know, like I could find someone else, it's not an issue. Uh, but she said no, she wanted to do it and, and that she'd figure a way to be there. This time though, I made sure she knew I wanted a full 25 minute routine from beginning to end. I wanted to know where I stand and not have what happened last time where we had to scrap a lot of the routine because Cassie didn't show up for rehearsals. But she said she'd be there and she, she would learn it all. So, and then Shama, Joe and Ashley were supposed to still perform. But when it came to time of rehearsing, Shama went MIA. She removed all her social media. She blocked us or whatever it was. I don't know. She was just nowhere to be found. I gave it a good week or two to hear from her, but it, it didn't happen. So I scrapped the songs we had together for the set list, which, which sucked because that's my, my, mind. good old Mary. They, those songs had to go. Every one of us tried reaching out, texting, but we got no reply. So, you know, it, we actually got concerned, but had no way of finding out what was going on. Joe, she still lived in Fort Collins. We had made some new music together. It wasn't clear what we were going to do with our moment together on stage. 
you know, perform the same song as last time, which was Hey Hey Joe, her like only decent song, or or something new. See, Joe's music isn't to be taken seriously though. She was a different kind of artist, like a, a parody, parody, par parody. How the fuck? Anyways, one of those artists. It was hard to mix her in with the set because you know she had that one joint that was dope, but she she still needed a lot of work. So I wanted to make something fresh, but you know, just good old Joe. We somehow bumped heads and she got mad and stopped talking to me. And Joe was out as well. Poor Nakaya, every day, and I mean every day, she came over to rehearse and it was always something. She comes in the door and I'm like, I got some bad news. <laughs> and she just throws her hands up like, oh fuck, like what now? You know, she was pretty bummed out with Shema as it was. Now Joe, Nakaya really wanted this to be our best. Things just weren't going like we imagined though. Now at this point, all I got is Nakaya, Cassie for dancers, and, and Ashley to perform with. Um, I was like, how'd this fuck up so fast? So Barbara and I started talking again around this time. She's another one who goes ghost like whenever she fucking feels like. She, another weird one. I, I don't get it, why people do that. But anyways, we made music in the past, and at this point, the most recent was Good Old Mary. I asked her if she was down to perform a part of Good Old Mary, and, uh, and, and maybe another track that we made a track that was called uh, uh, let it flow we wrote this in like what 2008 i think it was i thought it'd be a good way to turn you know the joe and 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 shama absence into something positive barbara said she was down and so we got to work nakaya and i spent june and july working on routines and and cassie maybe came like twice i think i asked her quite a few times like you sure you're okay to do this like we're getting closer and closer to the finals and we haven't covered a lot of the choreography. I'm starting to get worried. Her answer was always yes, like she wants to be there, she's gonna come and like don't worry, she's gonna learn really quick and she, she's got it, she's, you know. Now it's like two weeks before the show. She tells me she can't do it. So like Nakaya and I are really pissed off now. We just wasted two months making up choreography we won't be using again. We were actually pretty mad. Like, I, I'm so grateful for Nakaya, though, because she literally went through it all with me. Every time I took a hit, she felt it because she just put in as much time and effort. So it's like, fuck, again, now we have to find someone to replace Cassie and teach them as much as we can in two weeks. And then that's when Melanie came in. Mel was so down and was so excited to be there. She came almost every day to learn a routine. She was so dedicated. It's unfortunate it took Cassie so long to, to say she couldn't make it. And, but it's actually my fault for not making the call sooner and find someone else as time was cutting close because I could have taught Mel everything and it would have looked really clean and she wanted to be there. So shit was going bad at the time. The energy was not the same like the first time. Even when things fucked up, they weren't as heavy as it is now. We just kept getting hit, blow after blow. I don't sit and dwell on things. I usually find things happen for a reason. And it'll direct you into what you're like the direction you're supposed to go in and you know sometimes that doesn't include the same people and that's okay so i was really trying to stay positive ashley and i had to go meet the guys from landmark for the tickets the main guy said we're gonna put you on later in the night since you're a little more explicit you guys pulled in a good audience last time this time it's being held at ritual which was a popular nightclub here a lot of major artists performed here i asked about the label executives that were supposed to be there but like we didn't see 
last time and he said they're to be at the finals and they're going to be the ones doing the judging along with a few other people uh from landmark so these labels they have listed again is like universal and sony a few others but just to show you that there were some heavy labels listed here he handed us the tickets and i asked what time should we tell people to expect us on by he said tell them between 8 and 11. i remember 11 o'clock okay ashley was even there as a witness for this so was nakaya actually um he also promised us that the stage would be clear for us, meaning clear of wires and instruments and like any fucking type of thing in the way. This guy knows that we use up the whole stage. So anyways, we sold all the tickets. We sold more than the first round. And that's the time frame we gave people between eight and 11. Mostly everyone's working like, you know, five to six. So they're expecting to not have to be there till after. Melanie learned as much as she could in such a short time. Again, it was just the Ashley and Sammy medley. Uh, that, that, that's all we had the choreography to now. Uh, again, we did as much as we could. There was one rehearsal, I think it was Nakaya. When she got to my place, she said she bumped into Shema at Rito. And, and Shema said she was sorry, but she now has a man and she couldn't talk to us. So we're all like, oh, okay. You know, that, that was pretty shitty because Shema's on a majority of the songs that, that did well for me, especially like My My My. And she's on like that song entirely. <laughs> so it, it kind of fucked things up. Anyways, we were to hand the tickets in by a certain date and it was getting real close to the performance date. So we still have no idea when the fuck we're going on stage. They didn't do this to us last time. We were told way in advance what time we were going to be on at. And all our friends who bought tickets kept asking for a time that we were going on at. And like we had no answer. It, was, it wasn't until literally the day before the show we were, we were told the time. I got a call from the head guy at, at Landmark like sometime in the late afternoon. He told me we're on at like 3.30 or 4.30. I was like, what the fuck? You told me to tell people between 8 and 11. A lot of those people work till 5 or 6 p.m. And he's like, why would I tell you that when, we, when the show ends at 10 p.m. and the club opens its floors at 11? I would never say that. So now he's calling me a fucking liar. You know, that fucking, that piece of shit. I have my friends paying for tickets to come support and they're not even able to make it. That's exactly what's happening here. Yeah, I was mad as fuck. We're, we're gonna be performing to nobody. Who the fuck's gonna be there at a club at three or four in the afternoon? I just remember Nakai's face when I told her our time. She's like, how the fuck is that possible? When we sold more tickets than last time and we're on later in the night and our time slots based on ticket sales. Now we're on at 3.30. This makes no fucking sense. It really didn't make no sense. I messaged everyone who bought a ticket, told them the time, and like expected, everyone was mad, confused, and probably like even pissed off they couldn't even attend something they paid for. And like, cause of work, you know what I mean? Like it was in the way. Who the fuck, again, at 3.30, 4.30, who's gonna go to the club? And it all really was just to support me. This made me look like such a fucking ass. I never ever wanna take advantage of the people that support me. And this was just awful. I, I just felt like such a fucking piece of shit. This was not going good. None of this was going good since we started working on the finals. It all just kept going to shit, every fucking thing. Now it's the day of the show. I'm expecting no one to be there in such short notice. And so it's me, Mel, Nakaya, Ashley, and Barbara. They all showed up at my place to get ready. The energy was so different from last time. Even though there were challenges to last time, it didn't feel like this. This just felt like everything was just gonna get fucking worse, and, and it did. So we arrive at the club, we see a few friends. Surprisingly, some were able to make it with the short notice. We get inside and there's a band on stage and there's absolutely nobody there. No crowd, nothing. I asked the guy working there, where's the head guy from Landmark? And he said he's not coming. So no one from Landmark is here. I asked, where are the label executives? They pointed to two people. 
they look like people you'd find at a Vanya bar. Okay. I was like, there was judging us. I asked what labels they were from, and they said like two independent labels that I'd never heard of. And I was like, okay, yeah, major labels, right? And nothing felt right about this. The place was fucking dead, but yet we sold a lot of tickets. This isn't making sense. I had a drink with Barbara, and we were just waiting for others to show, like my mom and my sister and a few friends. And the guy comes up to me. He's like, you're on. I'm like, right now? But no one's here. Like, what the fuck? He sets up the mics, and he starts. And as I'm performing, a few more friends walk in, and there's like maybe like what, like 10 people now? That's it. We sold how many tickets and only fucking 10 people here? No, nothing seemed right about this. I was already pissed off with the bullshit, and this just made it worse. I normally take a few minutes before ever stepping on stage, you know, those few minutes to get, just get in your zone. I didn't get that. I was rushed on stage. Shit, I wasn't even on stage and my fucking set started. This was not like last time. The stage wasn't clear. It was full of wires, instruments, the amount of times I fucking tripped. It's like they didn't give a fuck. After they got their money, it didn't matter how good you are. They got what they wanted out of this. The stage was just so packed with shit that we had to dance on the floor where everybody else was standing. It was just fucking bad. All of it sucked. I, and I felt fucking horrible that this was Melanie's and Barbara's like first experience performing with us. We just had like a really fucking bad show. The Ashley and Sammy medley ends and I run back on stage and as I'm in mid-song, the mic and the music cuts out. The guy says, time's up, time for the next band. I was like, we didn't even get to finish. We didn't even get to do our full 25 minutes, the fuck? It was only like maybe 10 minutes, not even 15. He said the 10 minutes he spent hooking up the mics and while I was waiting for people was a part of my time slot. He didn't even say shit to me though. Literally, the moment he said I'm on, I went on stage. So like, how the fuck else am I supposed to know to go on stage when you didn't tell me until you told me? Anyways, yeah, we, we got fucking pissed off, yo. Like, I cussed everybody the fuck out. I stood up on that stage and I cussed out Landmark. I cussed out Ritual. I called it all a fucking scam, like, because it fucking was. All my friends started yelling too, cussing everybody out. And, like, the guy was like, hey, hurry, do the rest of your set. I really didn't even want to. You guys took us for a fucking ride, not only us, but our friends and family too, the people who support us. This, this can make people never want to support anything of us again. So we continue where we left off. Now my whole fucking vibe is thrown off. So now I'm so not in the mood to perform. This whole thing's a fucking joke. However, Barbara put in the time. A few friends were there, paid to be there. I'm pulling through as much as I can. But I just, I just couldn't get into performer mode. I was mad as shit. I wanted to smack the fuck out of everybody. As my set continued, the next band came on and started tuning their shit. I still didn't budge though. <laughs> Ashley and others started booing the band that was on the, on the stage with us. As I wrapped up my set, I felt I felt bad for Barbara because this is another friend I wanted to perform with for the longest time. And it's just, it, this is what happens when we were given that chance. So this, this was just bad. The, the set ends and I start cussing even more. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck was that? They're on stage with us tuning their shit while I'm performing my fucking set. And I was outside talking shit, like right outside the door talking mad shit like real just ghetto fucking trash and so i apologize to my friends and my family who came out i was so embarrassed to be a part of that shit nakaya starts crying because it was just that bad it was just that much of a disaster she even said that she saw how hard i worked on this shit i always was changing and trying to make it perfect and it all went to shit it was just a fucking mess the band that was on stage tuning the shit while while we were performing they came out afterwards and they apologized 
they like, were really sorry. They, they explained that they were told to get on the stage and begin or they were going to get cut. So they were telling them to go on stage while we were performing. Uh, this is a bunch of fucking goofs. Then this lady from Ritual comes out and she talks to me. She starts getting all legal because I'm, I'm pretty much talking shit about Ritual right outside the doors. I told her this was stupid and everything that happened to me today was fucking really disrespectful. Fuck all of you. Then she went on about how like I'm not professional. I told her that like nothing about you was professional and none of the shit would have happened if you guys were professional. We left and we went back to my place. We just sat on the front steps and we were like, yo, what the fuck was that? That was just, that was bad. Like that was really bad. We really got fucked over. From the start of the second round, shit, it just went wrong. Shama, Joe, Cassie, the time slot, it just got worse and worse. This was this was embarrassing. I hated every fucking second of it. We watched the rest of the show on the live stream that night and still no one was there. Well, not to what you would expect based on ticket sales, right? There should have been quite a bit of fucking people there given that it was later on in the night based on ticket sales. We sold quite a bit, but we were placed at 3.30, 4.30, whatever the fuck it was. So. There better be a lot of people there at 9 o'clock. And there wasn't. It was all shit. And of course we didn't place, obviously. Never again, though. I learned how to handle my shit now. The moment we weren't given a time slot and proper notice, I should have backed out. The funny thing is, they reached out to me again the following year asking for me to be a part of their, their event. It said, okay, quote, Would you be free to play the event on June 26th or 27th in Ottawa? I'm reaching out to some of the best artists slash bands that have applied slash played in our events. And it would be great to have you guys on board for our 2015 events. This event in particular will be a very cool showcase. You can be a part of the festival or play as a featured artist. That sounds like to me they made good money off of us and wanted us back for more. They didn't give a fuck that I cussed them out. Which they should have. Like why the fuck would you want me back after I made a scene on stage like that? talking to me about professionalism and shit. Fuck off. It was nothing like the first round. We had such a great time with that one. It was all ruined by the finals and it was and the finals was supposed to be better. I you know, I blame Joelle <laughs> with her bad energy. Um no, nah, but for real, it's unfortunate but it was a learning lesson. Regardless of how well we put together a show, it was just going to be shit anyways because the event itself was a joke. Even though the finals were shit, I enjoyed the entire run of it. You know, taking on the task really pushed me out of my comfort zone, and that's where I found a lot of freedom again. I wasn't trapped in my mind. I was living and making moves, accomplishing something I've wanted to do for the longest time, which is so easy for others, but for some reason it took so long for me. If it wasn't for this event, Lord only knows where I'd be with my anxiety and with my music. It's because of this event I threw together my first mixtape classic. Seeing I was performing, I need to shit out. A lot of my favorites are on that mixtape, so who knows if I'd even put something out that year or not. Most likely not. That gave me the push I needed. With that pressure, I made the first move. So many of my firsts were made that summer. My first mixtape, my first video, my first performance, my first competition, my first summer in the longest time without anxiety. I'd say it was all worth it. You know, it's the memories I gained from that mess that I'll always think back to. We had a lot of fun every day, and so much good came from that. That right there, that needed to happen. It just sucks though, because that's my last performance. It f fueled me to do more, so I ended up getting into more. More competitions and more shows and shit like that. Like the Cap City Showdown. So like, I, like now I'm ready. At this point I'm ready, I got my shit together. I just want to go, go, go. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time just to have everything ready to just go. And just forget that fucking show ever happened and just do something better. 
you're only as good as your last performance, so like, I gotta fix that. that, that was my mindset at that time. But then, unfortunately, I had my hearing accident that damaged my hearing and caused everything to stop. We'll get into that next week.